We're good. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. After the hour of 11 o'clock, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Take you until noon in 15 minutes. Michael Swain, uh, he covers Iowa State for 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. We'll get the latest. Uh, While there's no open practice uh, for the the media or for the fan base to watch, they do uh, make assistance available uh, two or three times a week, which uh, is certainly appreciated. You've got to feed the beast. Give them that info even though you can't actually see with your own two eyeballs what's going on. Speaking of that, when's the Big Ten? I know that they're don't not doing the full-blown half hour, mm-hmm. but the crew is making their way through all of the campuses. Do you know when they get to Iowa? Is it this week? About has mm-hmm. I don't know. Because they did Illinois and Nebraska last week because mm-hmm. they're playing week zero. But I've seen Wisconsin. I've seen Wisconsin, Rutgers. Uh, they were Michigan State. They're kind of bouncing around in a weird order. That's what I thought too. I would think that you would, you know, go west and then kind of work your way back east, but that's not the case. And I don't believe they're doing a bus. Is that no, right? it's not. They're yeah. not. They're just flying in. Yep, they're they're in. They're doing their thing, putting it up on Twitter, and then they, you know, sit down and they back and forth for a while. And maybe you know, Iowa City's one that they drive. You yeah, know, from Big Ten offices, they all mm-hmm. hop in a van and they kind of do it that way. Maybe that'll be towards the end. But I haven't heard, which is kind of surprising because it feels like. That's something, another one of those checklist items no, that we get for to. for sure, for sure. And still waiting. You know, I, it's, after I said that, I, I kind of remember somebody told me 21st or 22nd is in my head. Now, okay. I don't know if that's true. I mean, yeah. but why should that be any different? It comes out of our mouths. Yeah, right. right. But I, 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 they'll get here anyways. All right, so uh, we are going to take a look at the top 25. Now, you came up with this nugget mm-hmm. uh, pursuant to... Uh, there's always a team that's ranked preseason top 10, am I getting this right so uh-huh. far, that falls out of the final rank, top 10 rankings. No. Rankings, out of the period. Out. So they're not going to be in the top 25 at the end. Correct. So it's worse than I thought. Yes. Not just falling out of the top 10, completely out, out. of the rankings. And this happens every year? Every Except 2020. Except, well, last year's different, yeah. right? Yeah, throw, draw a line through it. When you have a regular, everybody plays 12 mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. yes. There's seemingly always every a team. Year, a team, preseason top 10, that doesn't finish in the top 25. So the top five, do we just completely just Yeah, no, out? no, they're in. So Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, you're fine. Yeah. Worst case scenario with one of those teams Georgia. is not, nine and three. Yes. And they're still in the top twenty. And they're still in the top twenty-five. And the worst case scenario. Well, who's the worst case scenario of those five to you? New quarterback at Alabama. New quarterback at Clemson. New quarterback at Ohio State. Ohio State. No, no. I don't see a nine and three out of them. No, I don't either. Georgia. Georgia gets I, Clemson week one. I love Georgia. Do you? I love. You love Dan that team. Yep. I've already taken a small little hit on them mm-hmm. to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. I might be adding more really? to that. Top to bottom, from JT Daniels yeah. on down, Yeah, I love that team. Um, now, they got to prove it. And sure. you get to prove it week one against Clemson. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Cross Put me in Missouri. Games. Show me. Show me, Georgia. <laughs> right. Win a big game. But yeah, the top five. So after, after Clemson, what's their most difficult game? Nobody. At Auburn? Right. And I don't think Auburn's going to be very Well, good. Florida. 
I don't think Florida's going to be that. I, Florida might be, for me, the most overrated team, certainly in the top 20. I think Florida, Florida is trending more towards an 8-4 and four type of Do season. You really? I don't see them in number 13. Look how bad they were when the guys that aren't going to be there didn't play in the bowl game this past season. They stunk. I know they've recruited pretty yeah, well. Yeah. I don't like their schedule. I don't like a way to play out. That, if I was doing one of those overrated columns, mm-hmm. Florida would be that team for me. Their crossovers are Alabama and LSU. Good luck. A little salty. Yes. <laughs> a little salty. Okay, so let's, but it's, but we're, we're going to restrict this for our purposes to top 10. Yes. Okay. Well, and you think nine and three keeps you in, right? Probably. Probably. Yes. On the, Unless you're Cincinnati. And that's where I was going uh-huh. because they've got two incredibly difficult games, as we know. Yes. Against Power Five teams. I think Indiana is going to be a pain in the you know what in week one. I think Indiana is um, the team that will push Ohio State more so than the Nittany Lions. So for that reason, I will go Cincinnati gets beat by Indiana and Cincinnati-Notre Dame play first week in October? Yes. Um, It's Cincinnati. Because at 9-3... And they lose to Indiana, and they right. lose to Notre Dame, and they lose to Central Florida or something like that. And we had a we had a Power Five snob on our first guest of the day, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those. Yes, you know, I kind of count myself amongst them. Uh-huh. Um, so, isn't the answer Cincinnati? What about Notre Dame? Well, that's that's if they've got. If they don't have three losses by the time the schedule hits November, mm-hmm. I think that you're going to end up being proven wrong. Yes. Because at Virginia, Georgia Tech, and that's Stan- okay, Stanford may, may, I don't like Stanford this year. Yeah, boy. Wheels are starting to come I off think for so Shaw. too. He should have taken one of those NFL mm-hmm. jobs, maybe. Mm-hmm. But early on, Notre Dame has the game against Purdue. Yeah. Eh. Right. Wisconsin. Is that game at Soldier or is it on? Is it Madison? It's in Chicago. Yeah, okay, it's at so, Soldier Field. Wow. I I like Wisconsin in that game. Right. Well, now. did you see who got the quarterback job for Notre Dame? Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn. Yeah. Cincinnati, as we talked about, coin flip game at Virginia Tech. Not easy. No. Fuentes maybe coaching for yep. his job. Yep. In Blacksburg, USC, and North Carolina. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. who's at number ten? Mm-hmm. And who's at number fifteen? So you're right. If they keep their head above water, and even if they are. Five and three, and win their last four. They're going to be in the top twenty-five, mm-hmm. nine to three. Mm-hmm. Let's go to that number ten team, North okay. Carolina. Yeah. So much buzz. No, there is about the Tar Heels. Well, just based on last year, and Howell is a really good quarterback, and maybe even a better NFL prospect than he is even. A college if he's quarterback. not the first quarterback taken, he follows Spencer Rattler very quickly. That's what many people uh-huh. believe. Really good offensively. Mm-hmm. They lost to an awful Florida State team last mm-hmm. year. Are we getting ahead of ourselves and we're too much love for Mac Brown? You know Mac Brown. Everybody in the media mm-hmm. loves yep. Mac Brown. Yep. And because of that, they're just a tick overrated here. Because if Carolina goes eight and four, I think they're probably out of the top twenty five. At eight and four, their schedule sets up in a way that you can make the argument they'll be on the outside looking mm-hmm. in. So Carolina that that's, would be that's my your pick. team? I'll still say Cincinnati. We haven't even Broached Iowa State. They can go eight and four. They can. I don't think they will, but they I, they certainly could. Um, and at eight and four, they they're fall probably out. out. They fall out. Yes. 
Now, I can they lose four games, Trent? Iowa? Toss-up? I mean, look. Oklahoma? I, I, I think Iowa State has more talent. But Campbell's never beaten Ferentz. You know, I checked a lot of boxes where I thought Iowa State had an edge last week mm-hmm. when you were gone. And I didn't get to the coaching. Yeah. And Ferentz, you have to check his box. Tell Campbell beats Absolutely. him. Absolutely. You have to do it. Yes. So Oklahoma, Iowa. Right. They can lose to TCU. TCU mm. played the right quarterback. They yeah, beat him last it's year. true. It's true. First half, Max Duggan was sitting mm-hmm. there with his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. They can lose on the road at Kansas State. The team we saw last year with Kansas State was decimated. Decimated yeah. by COVID. I think they beat them, though. I think they do. Yeah. But you also know... We're talking historical with Iowa. The TCU is at the end of the season at Jack Trice. It is. Right. That sandwich game at Texas Tech. So how many games will Iowa State not be favored in? One? One. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That'll be And it's what, a seven-point game? Seven and a half? Six and a half? Yeah, depending on where you're shopping. Yeah, I've seen it all over the place there. I think as high as eight and a half. They're not losing four games. Oklahoma State? They lost to him last year. Another one that Campbell has not played well against. Gundy has Matt Campbell's number. Yep. It's not a stretch. No? Eight and four. I'm not saying it's a stretch. Uh, now, Carolina's still my pick out of this group. Right. So let's go the other way. Do you have the uh, AP poll with the others receiving votes? A way down? Way down. Uh, yes, I do. Because you also have, almost every year, a team unranked mm-hmm. that finishes in the top ten. Mm-hmm. TCU would be one for me. I think TCU's going to be How far down really is TCU? They are the third team receiving okay, votes. Okay, yeah. So they're, what, 28th, if you will. I really like TCU. I love Duggan. I love their offense. The defense, you know, is going to be there. Schedule, not my favorite, and that's why I'm not deeper into it. But I bet on TCU to make the conference championship game. Not to win the title game. You've bet on them already. But to get there. They were 8-1 to when I did that. They're currently plus 550 at draft game. So the smart money's coming in. Well, that's nice of you to say that I'm the smart money. (laughs) NC State, another one that I have circled. Do you know what their win total is? I was, so like I told you at the beginning of the show, I was, I got to stay off this damn thing. Their win total is six and a half. I don't get it. I don't either. I love their quarterback, the, the freshman from a year ago. He yes. was really fun to watch. He can move around a little bit, but he's got an arm. They have one of their defensive players, a defensive lineman, people think might be a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. They got pieces. They got people coming back. They have a schedule on top of it. And six and a half. Let me get their Now that you say that right now. That's six and a half. I'm not kidding you. Well, I, I looked last night. I'm going to DraftKings uh, during this next commercial break, and I'm going to be firing at that six and a half. So NC State is another one that I think. Now, they'd probably have to be 10 and two to get there, plus a bowl win to get to 11 and two. And maybe that's a little bit more of a stretch than I want. All right, I'll give you one. I'll give you one that's on the outside looking in to begin with. All right. Um, they got a quarterback. They have a quarterback. You have right. to have a quarterback. Yes, you do. They've got a head coach. They have a head coach. Um, they're in a really difficult division. Really difficult division. Uh huh. Really difficult division. Somebody from the SEC uh-huh. West. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The lane train. Yeah, I think I'm jumping on. Choo choo. I would. I. We opened the show talking about how Tebow, there's just something about him that rubs me the wrong right, way. Yeah. There's something about Lane Kiffin that rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and I, I, I love the dude. I do, too. I just, I do, too. I get a kick yeah. out of all the exploits. I like this old man. Yes. <laughs> Different kind of personality uh-huh. between Monty and old Lane. Right. <laughs> Differently built as it pertains to that, but hey, you don't have to sell me very far on that one. I LSU is at home. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas A&M is at home. That's good. Um, you got to go to Alabama. You're not winning that game anyway. Right. Louisville to start the year will know a lot. Is that Sunday or Monday? It, that's one of the prime timers. It is, yep. Um, well, hell, I've got this TV schedule right in front of me here. It is Monday. Monday. So yep. that's how we will bring the curtain down on our Labor Day weekend. They'll be 3-0 and with a bye week leading into Alabama. Yeah, they're going to be. They will. But the hype. Yeah. And what Lane's going to, and you know, he's going to be pushing buttons mm-hmm. and he's going to be saying things and mm-hmm. he's going to be creating headlines. Yeah. And with the quarterback. Yeah. No, right? I like that. Here's one. a tricky spot for them. You know who's getting a lot of love? And I, I have to look into them more. The volunteers. A lot of Tennessee love out there. Don't get it. Why? Didn't they lose like a, a dozen guys of, to yeah, transfer? They're all in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that one either. Maybe they feel like they finally have a competent coach. Yeah, Is that the reason maybe, behind it? Maybe. Do they have a quarterback? I like Kentucky better than them. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of schools better than them before you get there. Uh, you know who the quarterback is, don't you? And I <laughs> I had egg Joe all Mil- over my face after I watched Joe Milk. Harbaugh's got a quarterback. They don't have an offensive line. Mm. The skill position know, guys are... And I know there's people out there that love this program. They really won three football te- games last year. Um, so uh, Old Miss is my answer. Old Miss. That will come from out of the top 25 to get in. I'll stick with TCU. Okay, you know what? We'll pose that to Bama, too. That's a yeah. good We'll get him on record. You can go ahead and write mine down in pen. I'm Old sticking Miss. with Old Miss. Outside, and you're sticking with yours? You're good? TCU. TCU for you. All right, uh, Michael Swain for us next. He will uh, join us. We'll talk about those Iowa States. I can't go more. I can't go four losses. I can see your point and your pathway there. They lost three last year. Uh Uh-huh. In a historic season. Yep. They got more games this year. Yep. I know. Oklahoma State. That's that's not good. Um, But they get them at their place. They do. Schedule works out well. Mm-hmm. It's not just returning talent. No. Schedule plays in their favor. Yep. Um, more likely 9-3 and three or 10-2. and 9-3. and three. I think so, too. All right, Miller and Condon. 1460 KXNO 106. Courage League Sports and Opportunity on Deck have joined forces to increase the positive impacts on youth through the growth and evolution of adaptive and no-cost recreation programs. The organizations are now Can Play. Can Play supplements the cost of recreation programs and adapts the play to the skill level for each child. Can Play Sports Game for Good is coming up on Sunday, September 19th at Principal Park. To play, coach, donate, or volunteer, go to canplaysports.org slash game for... A business name is important? Sure. For one, it's how we connect with you, find you, and do business with you. But what's behind the name matters more. Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now Graphite Construction Group. We're building offices, retail centers, tenant improvements, schools, and more. But the most important thing we build? Our relationship with you. Let's get started on your construction project. Visit us at graphitegrp.com. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. 
like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Wolf. For details. Now back to Middle and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We take you up until noon. Final guest, only guest to this hour is our friend Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Michael, Trent, and Ken, thank you, uh, as always, for joining us. Before we get into the Cyclones, uh, I want to uh, give you a couple of minutes because I know that the good folks over at Cyclone Alert have a really good special going on, 75% off annual VIP membership. I will uh, say this, uh, yes, you come on, you help us out, but you bust your tail, Michael Swain. And that gets my attention, and certainly Trent's as well. Uh, Cyclone fans, CycloneAlert.com, 75% off annual membership. Tell us uh, what their folks that haven't signed up are missing, Michael. Yeah, well, thanks for the kind words to start off. I really do appreciate it. Um, But, yeah, we've got a a really good sale going on for people that haven't signed up before at 24-7 Sports. You can get an annual subscription for $2.25 a month. Um, It's our best sale that we do annually. And with uh, your subscription, you'll get access to all of our recruiting coverage that we do. We've been scooping a lot of the, you know, commitments guys Iowa State is targeting. I've talked about it sometimes on the show, but... You know, our VIP subscribers kind of get that inside access. Um, of course, with games coming back, we do have fun kind of post-game features that we do for our VIP subscribers, stuff like who stood out, who didn't. Um, I like doing some film reviews and video breakdowns. Um, we also kind of use the 24-7 sports network to get the kind of inside scoop on other teams because um, that's the nice part is with kind of your subscription, you can look at all the other message boards across the network um, and things like that, of course. And plus, with fall camp going on, you'll get some scoops on what's going on in addition to kind of the media stuff that the coaches have going on. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. It'll run through the end of the day tomorrow, so I'd encourage fans to check it out while they can. Well, uh, you get to talk to a couple more coaches here today. Let's start with the offensive line. And Coach Myers, an offensive line that you saw big, big strides a year ago. And at a place it feels like really Iowa State under Matt Campbell has never been before. Chance to be not just a good offensive line, a great offensive line this year. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think if you look at you know the 2019 season compared to now, such a stark difference. Mm. Um, not only in terms of the, the caliber of starters that you have, but also the depth. You know, Matt Campbell said at media day, I think it was, that he feels confident that 11 guys could contribute or start games for Iowa State. I mean, in 2019, I wonder how many that would be if you got, you know, got Matt Campbell on some truth serum. I'd be interested to hear what kind of his opinion was then, right? So you look at kind of the starters, right? You've got seven guys that started games last season, and then you've got other guys that maybe took some steps forward. You know, Jared Hufford is someone... Um, an offensive kind of a, a guard more that played a, a good amount in kind of those mop-up duty last year. Sounds like he's someone that's impressed some of the starters this offseason, but 
I mean, you look at the offensive line, right? You've got Derek Schweiger, who is an all-conference selection. Colin Newell is an all-conference selection. Then Trevor Downing missed all of last season through kind of an injury and then now is back, and he's been someone that has been on a lot of these preseason watch lists. And then at the tackle spot, you know, Sean Foster really came on last season and really held down that spot really well. And then at right tackle, you know, Jake Remsburg is someone that Matt Campbell has praised for his high-end potential. He started multiple games. He's back healthy now after getting hurt in the Big 12 title game. So, I mean, you look up and down the list, and I haven't even mentioned Daryl Simmons yet. That's someone that has arguably one of the highest potentials of anyone in the offensive line room, according to the coaching staff. So this is a really a loaded offensive line room and a position group that I'm really interested to see kind of what Jeff Myers has to say and what his mindset is going into fall camp and into the season. Yeah, Simmons was plugged in there a couple of times last year, didn't look out of place. You mentioned Remsburg. He started, jumped off my TV screen uh, a couple of times last year because when he was thrust into duty as a uh, redshirt freshman, thought there's going to be a drop-off there. But I never noticed it. Um, I mean, I'm sure if I would have looked at it closer and had the coaches uh, tape, we probably could have picked some nits, but I thought he did a terrific job uh, for the most part. So let's get um, you know let's let's get more more from the offensive line. Uh, uh, so what's behind it? Is it just the fact that these guys are getting older? That they're finally the coaching is clicking in? What's behind the emergence of what honestly was a sore spot when you're looking about uh, at the at this program uh, a real weakness that is nothing like that anymore? In fact, far from it. Yeah, I think it's such a blend of things. I think the offensive line is just fascinating in general because you look up and down, there are different scenarios, right? Sean Foster has been with the program for years now, and last year was really kind of his first full season as as a starter. Okay, you've got him at left tackle. You look at someone like Colin Newell, who has started multiple years for Iowa State, more of a veteran option. The same with Trevor Downing. But you look at kind of the guys like a Jake Remsburg or Daryl Simmons, both of them were redshirt freshmen last year. That was their first year being contributors at the Power 5 level, and yet they looked so good. So I think you've got a blend of like these young guys that Iowa State's been able to identify on the recruiting trail, like Remsburg, Simmons, Jared Hufford. But then you've also kind of got these guys that have been in the program long enough. They've learned the technique. They know what the offense is and what they're trying to do to where then you've got this really great blend of kind of these old pieces that are really experienced and versatile. And then you've also got kind of these really high-end young guys that are coming through. Um, and so now it's kind of a question of can you blend that together this season? I think yes, but what happens maybe next year when maybe you lose one or two of the pieces that have experience? Because you're guaranteed Sean Foster will not be back next season. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, Trevor Downing could elect to come back. Colin Newell could come back. So too could Derek Schweiger. So it's kind of going to depend going into next season, you know, which one of the old guys decides to stay. Do all of them decide to stay? Do all of them go? Because behind them, it sounds like just that there's a good amount of depth in the guys that the coaching staff trusts. And if you look at what guys like Simmons and Remsburg have done, I think you kind of have to go with what the staff is putting out there in terms of, you know, that they feel confident about the guys behind the number ones right now. So not just uh, hearing from Coach Myers today, also Tyson Veit, the linebacker coach, will be available. Linebacker group, of course, headlined by Mike Rose, the preseason All-American. One thing I wonder about, kind of goes hand-in-hand with really every position group, though, is the young guys with so much returning experience. You know, you're biding your time. You're waiting for your opportunity, and that's not going to come for a lot of the young guys. How do you think this coaching staff is keeping the youngsters engaged, knowing there's just not a whole lot of playing time available for you? Yeah, I think a part of that is through special teams. And I think that Iowa State does a really good job of getting a lot of younger guys snaps on special teams. Because 
Mike Rose, Ryan Vance, and Jake Hummel are going to play most of the snaps at linebacker. The guys behind them, you know, Dejon Davis, Gary Vaughn, Eric oh, Horn, yeah. those are, yeah, those are the backups that are going to get snaps as well. But then you look at maybe some of those younger pieces, you know, like Cole Peterson, Arkel Smith, Hunter Zenzen, even true freshmen like Carson Marshall, Miles Mendezun, and Aiden Ralph. Those guys will now kind of fight for those spots on special teams as those kind of first team guys maybe are, are more focused on the, you know, game snaps on defense rather than being on special teams. So I think that's one way that they get them engaged. But I think also you look at after this year, you're going to lose Mike Rose probably. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose for sure Jake Hummel and maybe Orion Vance. You know, he has the option to come back. Maybe he decides to move on. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff up for grabs in that linebacker room, you know, next spring and going into next season. So I think if you're one of those younger guys, you're really looking to position yourself to compete going into next offseason. Uh, back to the offense. Uh, and I know you had to, an opportunity to talk to a couple of coaches last week, Broomfield being one of them. So we'll, I don't think we've spoken to you since you had that opportunity uh, late in the week. Uh, but I want to talk about Jirel Brock because this is a kid that, that we've been waiting for for a couple of years now. Uh, early in his and Brees Hall's Iowa State careers, it was, um, well, is it Hall? Is it Brock? Remember that, Trent? It was, you know, it was a legitimate yep. question because both of these guys, it depends what camp you listen to. One camp was a Brock camp. The other was a Brees Hall camp. Well, we know what's happened. And the Brees Hall, uh, Brees Hall, is, his emergence has been remarkable. But Jirel Brock, he's a kid that... Um, that there's there's a, there's there's more there than what Iowa State fans have seen. Will we see it this year? I think so. He's going to get the opportunities. That's for sure. And it'll be a different role than he had last season. Where I think if fans remember, you know, he didn't play a ton early on in the year, and then as the season progressed, he was more of a third down back. And according to Matt Campbell, did a good job in terms of what they asked him to do. So he's done the third down stuff where he's run out of the backfield. He's blocked. It's just been a question of kind of the carries. And he's going to get those opportunities just because Brees Hall is not going to take every single carry that Iowa State has this season, especially when you consider kind of the schedule, right? 12 games over 13 weeks, much different than last season where there were many more bye weeks. So Jairo Brock's going to get his opportunity. Now, you know, is he going to reach kind of the potential of someone that was a four-star recruit out of high school? You know, I don't know at this point, but I think if he's going to do it, this will be the year to kind of showcase that and really position himself to be the guy when Brees Hall likely leaves after this season. Kind of hand in hand with that. I don't know if there's a pitch count, if you will, for Brees Hall. Dude carried the ball almost 300 times last year in a shortened season. It's a running back. We know about how susceptible they are to getting banged up here. Not just Brock, but also just keeping those carries and those touches overall down for Hall. Has Matt Campbell talked about that at all? Kind of what they're trying to do to make sure that he's fresh come November. You know, Matt Campbell hasn't actually talked a ton about that. Um, and I think that that's interesting, too, because, you know, we talked to Nate Shieldhouse last week, and he was very adamant that Bruce Hall wants to get more touches, that he wants to be on special teams and try and help the team in that way. Now, when it comes to Bruce Hall being banged up, I think you look back to last season and getting to talk to Bruce Hall a little bit one-on-one at Big 12 Media Day, he said that he had a little bit of an ankle issue towards the end of last season and also a shoulder issue at the end of last season. And that was with all the bye weeks. So I think keeping Brees Hall healthy throughout the season is going to be big because, I mean, you did see Brees Hall kind of his production taper off a tiny bit towards the end of last season, but also it's hard to imagine someone doing that 150 yards and two rushing touchdowns every game for a full season. But um, that will be interesting to watch what his snap count looks like and what that rushing count looks like per game this fall because I think, you know, you probably want to get him over 20 rushes, but I don't think you want to push that 26, 27, 28 because – 
that just is so many touches throughout the course of the season. So I think that's one of the things where against you and I, maybe he doesn't take a ton of carries if Iowa State's able to get out in front. You know, I was going to be a big week, but then you've got UNLV the week after. So maybe it is more of a ease Brees Hall into the start of the season so that when, you know, November, December comes around, he's really fresh and really able to kind of continue to produce. Uh, when you when you take a look at this roster, Michael Swain, Cyclone or twenty four seven Sports is our guest. Is the um, I'm trying to find that um, you know that wow guy, that guy that uh, that buzz guy, better than wow, uh, the buzz guy uh, that a lot of people that cover the team that um, you know know the team that can't wait to uh, that have pretty good insight into him. It seems like Ashim Young is one of those players that a lot of folks are believe that, that that this kid is on the cusp of a real breakout year. Um, I, I didn't realize the offers that he had. I mean, Georgia, <laughs> Penn State, they, these are some really big schools. I think he was a four-star at your service, 24-7 sports as well. Is Ashim Young that kind of buzz player um, on either side of the football, or am I missing somebody? No, I think he's probably one of them. I think you could look at one of his, you know, a fellow Philadelphia native, Jaquan Amos, is someone else that maybe has kind of that uh, newness to them where, you know, Iowa State fans haven't seen them, but maybe they bring something different. Um, when it comes to Aishim Young, you know, whenever I talk about him as a player, I always go back to, you look at the games Iowa State lost last year. They lost at Oklahoma State. Aishim Young missed the first half of that game, and, you know, Chuba Hubbard went off in the first half of that game. Okay. You look at the big 12 title game. Aishim Young gets ejected for targeting on the first drive defensively. Iowa state loses that game and looks a little lost at times on defense in the first half. So you look at those two games and those are two out of the three losses that Iowa state has. And we already know what all went into that Louisiana loss as well. So if you're pointing to a player that is vital to Iowa state, I think Aishim Young is definitely one of them just in terms of what he's able to do at the line of scrimmage, being a physical person at the point of attack, really good tackler, really explosive player in general. And then on the back end, you know, he got the game ceiling interception against Oklahoma, um, made some really good plays down the field. So I think for him, it's just a question of, can you cut out those penalties and can you stay on the field as long as possible? Because last season he had Arnold Azuna kind of being his deputy at times where Aishim Young wasn't playing the same amount of snaps as someone like Greg Eisworth you know, who was playing almost every down. So I think for Aishim Young, the question is, can he stay on the field for prolonged stretches? And when the games get down and maybe he does get a little fatigued, is he able to kind of keep that technique to where his head doesn't go down and he picks up another targeting call? Because he's someone that does have that kind of wow factor to them. When you see him hit players, you know, cause multiple fumbles last season, um, he's definitely an important piece for Iowa State's defense. Michael, one of your VIP columns up right now talking about the upcoming season and visitors coming in. Of course, recruiting is such a huge part of what you guys do at 24-7. A uh, little more insight into what they're looking at, scholarship numbers, as they had a great summer here recruiting-wise, what the fall is shaping up to be. Yeah, so for the class of 2022, I think things are pretty much wrapped up. I think there might be one spot, maybe, maybe two. Um, but I think for the class of 2022, they're pretty locked into the class that they have right now, barring any kind of drastic changes that aren't on the forecast right now. Um, as for kind of the visitors now, you're looking at getting a head start on that class of 2023, where you can have guys come in for game day visits. You know, a local guy, Jamison Patton um, from Roosevelt, will be there for that, you know, September 4th season opener against UNI. Um, I do expect a lot more guys to be in town for that Iowa game in week two. I know Caden Proctor, a five-star recruit from Southeast Polk, will be on campus for that. 
Um, so I think you're looking at now these game day visits being a big thing for this class of 2023, those juniors to where they can get an early look at Iowa State and also kind of Iowa State can really sink its teeth into this class early before a lot of these other schools. Because you look across the Big 12, some of these other programs don't have a full class yet. And Iowa State sitting here with a full 2022 class, basically. So they're really able to get a head start here, um, which I think could really help them in the class 2023. Uh, from the people in your network at the um, uh are you seeing, are you hearing maybe the better way to put it, are, are you hearing from some of your colleagues that, you know, the, uh, the uncertainty of the eight schools, not necessarily Iowa State, but all of them, um, are, are, are being used against them on the recruiting trail? Is the negative recruiting, I guess, starting? Is that starting to pick up um, from, the, uh, from any of your colleagues as far as what they're hearing? For sure. I think it's just an issue across kind of the Big 12 and it's school, something schools are just going to have to manage here over the next several months. Um, I know we've talked about in the past, but this is going to be a slow process. And I think any, you know, it took a year basically for the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma for that whole thing to come together. So I don't think expecting things to come together in two months for Iowa State or any Big 12 team is a little unreasonable. So it is something that teams are going to have to manage. And I think that Iowa State has handled itself um, about as best you could, honestly, given the circumstances where their whole mindset has been, hey, we win or regardless of who we go up against on a Saturday, we're going to have the opportunity to win. And with the proposed college football playoff expansion, Iowa State, even regardless of what happens, if they win the games they have on their schedule, they'll be able to compete for a playoff spot, which is what any kid wants. So I think they've done a good job of trying to show the things that they can offer, the good culture, being under Matt Campbell, and really try and kind of mitigate what the uncertainty would bring, whereas other programs may not have that luxury. CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. 75% off of the annual VIP sale right now through tomorrow. Works out to $2.25 a month. Michael Swain, he's at all the press conferences. He covers it. They've got the network, uh, 24-7 sports, having that behind them as much as they do on recruiting. Uh, it's a really good resource. Michael, uh, best of luck uh, on uh, you know more subscribers at CycloneAlert.com, and we will speak with you next week. Thank you for what you do for us. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you guys again for having me on, and thanks for the platform. Right. Good to talk to you. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Ready for a blast from the past? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> Zeb Nolan. Yes, where is he? He's a graduate assistant at South Carolina. Okay. Good for him. He yeah. was the backup yeah. course for Trey Lance at North Dakota State. Right. And he played in the spring, did he not? Is it week one, week two, early? I think so, yeah. I think he because, did. Yeah, because Trey Lance wasn't there, and he lost his right. job because right. somebody took over. Well, yeah. there's injuries in the South Carolina quarterback Oh, my room. God. He is no longer a grad assistant. He's on the, he's on the roster. Is that right? And he's going through practice yeah, right now. good for him. Josh Kendall is the beat reporter for South Carolina for The Athletic, yeah. and he's got a little tweet out talking about that, that injury happened. So, is that, that his third or fourth stop? Are we missing one? There was, I thought... He left Iowa State, and I thought he had a stop before he got to North Dakota State. I think you are correct on that. And now South Carolina. <laughs> quite quite the career, See huh? a lot of the country. Why not? Right. Why not? Get afforded that uh, opportunity, take full advantage of it. No, he went right from did Iowa he? State to, okay. to North Dakota. But you're right. I felt like I thought he did. maybe he had maybe. committed somewhere maybe. else. I don't know. Maybe. But he's at South Carolina now. 
And then he'll be a grad assistant afterwards. It's good for him. So he's got uh, coaching in his career by yeah. the sounds of things. It's 11.45. Does Trent have uh, a play of the day in his immediate future? There's day games today. Yankees, Yankees Red, Red, Sox. Red Sox. in like 15 minutes. It's a split doubleheader, so one it today, is. one tonight. But that race in the wild card in the American League, wow, it is so tight. Four teams within four games. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. I love that bump. We are Des Moines football station. It's everybody's favorite time of year. It's right around the corner, college football season. In fact, week zero is next weekend to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets Instantly, if you bet a dollar on any college football game, take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard Ken right. DraftKings giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions. They also have daily odds boosts. Ken's involved with those now <laughs> that they're offering. It's safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the U.S., so it's easy to deposit and, most importantly, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you bet a dollar on any college football game. That's code promo That's promo code KXNO to get free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only. DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Store for details. You don't want to miss this. A sugar hunt. A snack box of delicious international foods. And an opportunity to hear incredible stories of accomplishment and passion from five amazing individuals. It's all part of Iowa International Center's Passport to Prosperity Week. September 6th through the 11th to support bridging language barriers for immigrants and refugees as they strive for success in the heartland. Text PASSPORT to 41444 for more information. That's PASSPORT to 41444. You don't want to miss this amazing event. Hi, Miller and Condon. Final couple of minutes here on a uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. All day. It will be. David Kaplan will be with us. In 48 hours, we'll have just hung up the phone from Derek Stevens, who owns Circa. I know Trent and I are both very uh, excited to uh, for him to join the show. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal sports book for those of you making your way to Vegas for the Iowa State game or just for because it's Vegas after all. Yes. Make sure you uh, allow yourself some extra time or just do it. Go downtown. Check it out. You'll be glad that you did. Um some good baseball tonight. Boy, the Cardinals, Trent, they've got the Brewers in town. This is a big series. They're not catching the Brewers. Right. <laughs> right? But it's a big series for their postseason hopes, which are they're on life support. They're only four back, though. The I pods. know. They're doing what they needed to do mm-hmm. to keep themselves in the hunt. And I like um, those Cardinals tonight. With Adam Wainwright Plus against Corbin Burns. 135. Burns off of double-digit strikeout performances 
usually takes a little step back. Control okay. Good info. is a little bit uh, dicey there. So I'm going to take the cards plus 135. Okay. I'm going to play, obviously, the Reds. Mm. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah. I know it's huge money. But, but it's Hendricks for the Cubs. It is. Still the price, minus 165 for the Reds. And the Gutierrez kid that's pitching. Yes, I he's know made nothing about him. Four straight quality starts in a row. He is a young guy that has been pitching really, really well for them as of late. Mm-hmm. So minus 165. Might play that with another Are they a big a sneaky favorite. team, the Reds, if they get in? I think so, because it feels like that pitching staff should even be better. Yes, I agree with you. That it's been, yes. we know they can swing it. Castillo gets going. Uh, they, they, yes, I agree. Votto. <laughs> and Votto, he is the guy that can put a team on mm-hmm. his back for a playoff Well, run. we saw them in the, against the Cubs, that that four-game yeah. series, all those home runs. Again, it's the Cubs. Right. But he can get hot. I agree. He is that kind and of player. And a fine so, yes. Canadian lad. I saw he uh, went over 2,000 hits in his Yesterday, career. Yesterday, yeah. How many Canadians? Was he the first? Oh, Larry Walker's got it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Didn't see a number, though, of how many. Yeah, I don't know who the other ones would be. Uh, Another uh, playing a streak here against the Cubs as they continue with the losing streak. Baltimore's on the same kind of one. Not only that, they've lost 11 straight. They haven't had a one-run game in that. You know how rare that is in baseball? They have been beat by two or more in every game. Of that losing streak. So I'll lay the one and a half with the race tonight. Get that money down a little bit more. And there was one more that was popping to me. Hard um, knocks tonight. You got to watch that, don't you? That is true. Kind of like the White Sox again. Uh, that's uh, it's a fun series. Oakland and, mm-hmm. uh, and Chicago. Two very good baseball teams. Chicago. Good to see the back end of the bullpen. Uh, particularly Liam Hendricks. You know, just real quick on this. Because I've been reading so much online about Quick Star. <laughs> Yes. I went. It's better than I thought it was going. I mean, a gas station, right? And I'm shopping up a store. That's where I where I grew up. That was the convenience I, store. I mean, it's always been Casey's in the pizza, mm-hmm. right? And I know come and goes out. But this quick start, the buzz around these places, mm-hmm. it's legit. And it's right down the street on 36th where I live in Ankeny. I was up that way not too long ago, last week. And yeah, I saw it was uh, making its way up. I tried and- the fried chicken. I was, it's it's really, really good. Yeah, it was bl- gas non-paid station. Non-paid endorsement. No, it's not. And, I, and uh, it was really good. Anyways... Out of time. You're a true Iowan now. You're talking about yes. food from gas yes, stations. Yes, I am. Damn it. And I wear that proudly. <laughs> uh, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. And then the Fanatics. Travis Hines and Randy Peterson tonight at six with Cyclone Insider. Have a great rest of your day. We're Miller and Condon. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.